Hello everyone, thank you for checking out today's episode of Hardball Sports Talk, brought to you by Hardball Sports Media. My name is Brandon, and today we're just going to do a quick episode today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Detroit Tigers and what I feel they should do this offseason. We're not going to talk necessarily about what players they should pursue. Uh, we kind of talked about that the other day when we did my views on who they should sign this offseason. But we're going to look a little bit differently at that. Uh, we're going to look at what positions I feel that they should go after. Uh, and actually, we'll just go around the diamond and talk about each position and say, should we sign somebody here or not, and how the system looks at that position and whatnot. So uh, let's get started on that. Uh, we're going to start, so the baseball field goes 1 through 9, not position numbers. Uh, 1 being pitcher, 9 being right field. So... We'll start in numerical order in baseball terms. So we'll start at the pitching. Uh, let's start starting pitchers first. So in the system, or in the big league roster, I should say, uh, you got the big three. You got Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Tariq Skubal. Uh, those three should be, especially Skubal and Mize, they should be opening day roster people. Uh, Mize, in my opinion, unless they sign somebody really good, uh, should be the opening day starter. Uh, Skubal, he's in the rotation and then Manning, depending on who they sign this offseason, uh, I could see Manning make the rotation, but I could also see them uh, sending him down to Toledo to get some extra work in. He did struggle a little bit last year at the big league level, but there is signs there, and I think they'd rather have him work with Chris Fetter than whoever they have in Toledo. That's just my thoughts on that, but I would not be shocked if Manning starts next year in Toledo. Uh, so, And then after that, there's really not anybody on the roster right now. Uh, Matt Boyd, he's dealing with an elbow issue. It's not Tommy John's, so that's the good news. Uh, besides that, I really don't know a whole lot about the injury. I don't even know if he'll be on the roster. Uh, the Tigers have a chance to... So the contracts are a little bit weird in baseball. He's technically signed through next the next year with the Tigers, but the Tigers can say, no, we don't want you anymore, and just be done with them and they won't lose any money so I don't know what the Tigers are going to do if I were the Tigers I would cut ties with Matt Boyd this offseason uh, he's been a great person for the clubhouse and great guy all around but he's not the pitcher he they hoped he would be uh, he's, there's nothing wrong with him like pitching wise he's a decent big league pitcher but he's just not going to help this team to the next level and especially dealing with an elbow injury, it's not worth the risk, if you ask me. So I would cut ties with Matt Boyd. Uh, so that leaves two spots on the rotation you got to fill, uh, preferably with free agents. There's really no pitchers in the system right now that are knocking on the door. Uh, so that's what I would do is sign a couple starters for the big league uh, and then also get some depth there in Toledo, uh, sign a couple pitchers like they did last year with Derek Collins. Now Derek Collins ended up being the bullpen, which we'll talk about the bullpen here in a second. Uh, but that's what I would do. I'd sign two starters for the big leagues and then a few other guys to throw in Toledo or in the bullpen if you if they are good enough for the bullpen. Uh, next, let's talk about that bullpen. Uh, the bullpen actually exceeded expectations last year, which a lot of these positions did. Uh, the bullpen is bringing back Jose Cisnero, Gregory Soto, Kyle Funkhauser, Michael Fulmer. Uh, those four should be back and should be pivotal, play pivotal roles in the bullpen this year. 
Uh, so that that's exciting, having some pieces already in the bullpen. We haven't had a good bullpen in Detroit in ever, it feels like. I mean, if you think about those teams in the 2010s that were always competitive, it was always our pitching, or our, our bullpen especially, that caused us to lose in the playoffs. And so hopefully we can get that bullpen short up before we get uh, into deep pennant runs and stuff like that. Um, but the bullpen, I could see them sign a couple arms just to solidify it a little bit. Uh, the thing about bullpens is it's never the same pieces as the year before. That's the one position on every team that always is constant change. And so I wouldn't be shocked to see a bunch of new arms out there the next year. Um, and again, sign some guys for Toledo and the minors and stuff like that. Uh, that's what I would do for the, if I were the Tigers. Uh, the next position is number two, which is catcher. Uh, right after we, we recorded last week, the Tigers went out and traded for a catcher. And this stuff happens all the time to me. I'll record an episode of the podcast and something happens like 20 minutes, an hour after I finish recording. Uh, and it, it's ridiculous how often that happens, to be, to be honest with you. Um, but then, anyways, they ended up trading for Tucker Barnhart. Uh, they gave up Nick Quintana, who's a infielder that was down in Lakeland and West Michigan this past year. Uh, Nick Quintana is a second, former second-round pick uh, for the Tigers, so there is some skill there uh, that people see. I don't personally see him making it to the big leagues, and if he does, I don't think he'll be an all-star by any stretch of imagination. Uh, but we wish nothing but best to the Nick and uh, hope that he does find success in Cincinnati. Uh, Tucker Barnhart is a really good defensive catcher, uh, average hitter at best, uh, hit two, 249 last year, which A.J. Hinch has always said, uh, catchers, their first job is to call a good game and call a win. And if they can get a hit here and there in that game, that's bonus. And that's what Tucker Barnhart's going to do for you. He's going to call you a good game. He's a good defensive catcher. He's got a good arm. Uh, and then he can get a hit here and there for you. So that's exactly what A.J. Hinch wants in his catchers. So it'll be good to have him there. Uh, I could see them signing, again, for Toledo, a catcher or two. Uh, I know we got Grayson Griner and Dustin Garneau. Uh, but... What are the chances that both Haas and Barnhart, especially at that position, stay healthy all year? Uh, it's slim to none. Uh, so you need to bring in somebody that's a capable third catcher. Uh, and I have nothing against Grayson Griner or Dustin Garneau, um, but we know what Grayson Griner is. It's not pretty. Well, let's get somebody else in here. Not going to speculate on names. The catching free agent market is pretty weak. Uh, when I was doing my predictions last week, it was, holy cow, this is a weak market. Uh, so I'm glad Al Avila and company were aggressive with this and went out and traded for Barnhart. Uh, kudos to them on that. I've been a big critic of Al Avila, but when somebody does something right, I will give them credit for it. And I'm giving credit to Avila on this trade. Uh, hopefully he can do more good moves like that and get this thing turned around. I don't believe he can, but stranger things have happened in this world before. Uh, next, we have first base. This is one that Tiger fans have been debating. And it's a kind of interesting debate because how ready is Spencer Torkelson? From everything I've watched from him, he's close. And I, I put him in my opening day roster 
last week. I don't know if he'll be ready for opening day, but he won't be much past opening day. He'll probably be there around the All-Star break, my guess is, him and Riley Green. Uh, but So do you want to sign a first baseman that can play other positions and then have Jonathan Scope play second base until until Torkelson is ready? I could see that. Uh, I could see the Tigers doing what they did last year and having the Castro brothers play second base. Uh, they're not actually brothers. It's just kind of fun to say that. Uh, but have them play second base and Scope play first base. Or do you want to have somebody play first base and then Scope at second base? Uh, that's the decision that the Tigers have to make. Uh, if they can find somebody that can play other positions besides first base, so when Tarkelson does come up, by all means, you know, I would not be upset if they go after that guy. Uh, but, for example, I do not want them going out to get an exclusive first baseman like a Freddie Freeman. No, they're not going to go get Freddie Freeman. He's going to cost way too much money for what the Tigers would be willing to spend on that position right now. Uh, but, like, I would not want them to go sign somebody that can just play first base. Uh, now, second base, I think the Tigers are pretty set there with Jonathan Scope uh, after Torkelson comes up, so there's not really a whole lot to there to talk about. Um, Scope, really good baseball player, really good signing, another good signing by Avila. Um, lots of fun to watch, really good clubhouse guy, good professional hitter. He's going to give you a a hit when you need one um and a lot of fun to watch uh the next position is third base uh it goes first first base second base third base and then short stops we're gonna move over to the third base now uh we got jamer candelario over there who was just named the tiger player of the year uh by the writers in detroit so congratulations to him well deserved uh he led the major league baseball in doubles this year uh so especially at comerica park comerica park's not a hitter friendly park uh, but you can hit doubles and triples there. Uh, home runs are, they do happen, don't get me wrong. They are big league hitters, but it's not like Yankee Stadium where balls fly out of there all the time. Uh, so the Tigers really rely on extra base hits, which Jamer Candelario is really good at those. So he's the perfect fit for this roster at this time at this ballpark. So Jamer well-deserved. Uh, shortstop, if you've lived under a rock, you don't know this, but the Tigers need a shortstop. Uh, there's five or six really big free agent shortstops. Tiger fans are fighting over which one they want. I have my preference on some. I know one of my friends does not like my preference. He has somebody else, which I don't mind his prick picks. Um, but my personal preference is Carlos Correa. Uh, some people want Trevor Story. Some people want Corey Seager. Not many people, though, want Baez, which is kind of encouraging. I think, though, whoever it is, I think the fan base will fall in love with right away, uh, assuming that they actually do get one of these big fish. Uh, but the Tigers need to go out and get a shortstop this offseason. And there's a lot out there, like I said. Uh, Marcus Simeon, Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, uh, to name a few. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, like I said, I hope the Tigers are aggressive in that market, uh, but smartly aggressive. I don't. I was on a Facebook page this morning, and I saw that somebody wanted to give Carlos Correa 12 years, $400 million to come to Detroit. Okay, well, I don't want to do that contract, and if that's the contract it's going to take to get Carlos Correa, then I don't want Carlos Correa. Uh, but if you can find one of those guys to give for five or six years for $150 million, I'll take that one. And that's kind of where I'm at with the shortstop market. Uh, next, we got 
we'll just do the outfield in general. We'll talk about who we have here, um, and then we'll talk about do we need to bring anybody in. Uh, so our outfielders right now, uh, to name a few, we got Akil Badu, Derek Hill, Robbie Grossman, uh, Christian Stewart. Actually, I believe Christian Stewart's a free agent now. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but Daz Cameron, Victor Reyes, and that's just naming a few. And then Riley Green will be coming up at some point this next season, my guess is. Uh, so there's six outfielders right there. Uh, but like I said, Riley Green will not be more than likely on the team on opening day as much as I would like to see that in a lot of other Tiger fans. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's see. So that leaves us with Robbie Grossman for sure being on the opening day roster. Robbie Grossman is a really good baseball player. Uh, not, you know what? Another great signing by Al Avila. If he can keep those great signings up and get better at these trades, who knows? Maybe he can do this. Um, but Robbie Grossman, you got him out in the outfield. Akil Badu. So this is kind of like the Matt Manning thing. A little bit different, though. Uh, Kilbadu is a Rule 5 draft pick, which means last year he had to spend the entire year either on the disabled list, or the injured list is not what it's called, or the Tigers roster, which he did, or else he would have been sent, sent back to Minnesota, which after the first week he had, that was not an option. And I could honestly see the Tigers saying, you know what, great year, kid. Let's get you back down to the minors, because if you remember... He never played a, year, a game above high A ball until this past year when he was in Major League Baseball year. And so I would not be shocked if they sent him down to Toledo just to get some extra at-bats, especially if they signed somebody, which a lot of people feel that like the Tigers need an extra outfielder. I'm on the fence about that one, um, but I would not be opposed to it either. Uh, so I I say Kilbadu starts in minor leagues, uh, and then you got Victor Reyes, I think he's on the big league club as a fourth outfielder. Derek Hill, if he can stay healthy, I think he can be on the big league team. Uh, and then you got Daz Cameron. Uh, he needs to get that bat going. And I, if they sign somebody especially, he's going to start in Toledo. Uh, for the free agency, I could see them signing a Robbie Grossman-type player for a year or two. Uh, not necessarily that skill set, but that kind of contract. Um, and that's kind of what I think the Tigers will do is go out there and get a an outfielder to sign for maybe two to three years. Uh, I don't see them breaking the bank for anybody, though. I've seen some report. Some people think like four or five years. I mean, I, I guess it could happen, but I personally don't see that one happening. Um, but that's what I think they're going to do in the outfield. And then finally, a uh, designated hitter, we got Miggy. Uh, he's here for this coming season and the next, and then he's done. Uh, he's going to retire, he said, after... The 2023 season, I believe it was. Uh, that's when his contract ends. Uh, so we're set at DH for that that period. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, Miggy, though, is I've been thinking about this. So the Angels signed Albert Pujols to that big contract, and the last year of it, which was last, last season, they released him uh, and said, thank you for your time. You can go elsewhere now. And then Pujols signed with the Dodgers and made a playoff run with the Dodgers. Do the Tigers do something similar like, similar to that with Miggy? I say no. And the reason I'm saying no to that is the contracts are just as bad. Like, both contracts are bad contracts, and I think the Tigers are closer to being competitive than the Angels were at that point when they released Bujos. But the reason I don't think the Tigers do anything like that, unless if they have a can't-miss prospect 
that's knocking on the door that absolutely needs that roster spot. And looking at the system right now, there's nobody in that system that screams that player right now. The closest thing really is Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, and they should be up well before that situation would ever happen. Uh, But my thought is, don't get me wrong, Angels fans, I mean, I live in Michigan, so I'm not sure how the Angels fans feel about Pujols because I'm not there. But just from watching stuff on TV and being on message boards and stuff like that, I never got the feeling that Angels fans loved Pujols the way that we love Cabrera. Now, I could be totally off base here, and they could have loved him a lot. But, I mean, if you think about it, Mike Trout showed up after, like, year three or four of that contract. So then they had Mike Trout as their golden boy, and everyone fell in love with Mike Trout. The Tigers, it's always been Miguel Cabrera and company. I mean, we had Prince Fielder there for a couple of years and Justin Verlander at the, on the mound and stuff like that. So there's always been other guys. But everybody's always loved Miggy in Detroit and in Michigan. To this day, people think Miggy's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I do not see the Tigers, just for the sake of publicity, cutting ties with Cabrera before that contract ends. Um, that's just my personal opinion on the Cabrera contract. It's not a good contract still, don't get me wrong. But just for the sake of the fan base, I don't see them cutting ties with him unless there's a can't-miss prospect, again, which we don't have that in the system right now that meets that timeline. Uh, So that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for checking out today's episode of Hardball Sports Talk. Uh, My name is Brandon, like I said. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, email the show at hardballsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Links for those are in the description. And we'll have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for you guys. Also a YouTube channel, uh, and those come out on Thursday. Links for that is also in the description too. I hope you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you later.